Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Five Fragen, or Five Questions, as we would say in English. This is our podcast featuring the people of the Netherlands' diplomatic network here in the U.S. We're talking with the diplomats and policy officers about the strong bonds between the United States and the Netherlands, as well as our diplomatic work in the United States. We're focusing on the collaborations between our two countries that make our relationship a partnership that works. I'm Jeff Alanak from the Embassy's Communications Office, and I'm talking with Saskia Pardans, who is the Embassy's Senior Advisor on Infrastructure and Water Management. Thank you for joining me today, Saskia. Nice to be here, Jeff. I asked you to join me today because this episode will premiere during the UN Water Week in New York, and you are the Embassy's resident expert on Dutch water management. But before we dive into that deep end, figuratively, because no one wants to see me swimming, of course, I always like to start with a more basic question. How did you wind up at the embassy? And have you always wanted to be an expert in Dutch water management? Well, before I started working at the embassy, I was the chief uh, representative for the Netherlands Business Support Office in Houston. And water is and was uh, an important topic in Texas. Personally, I experienced Hurricane Harvey. I got flooded with my car during Tropical Storm Imelda. And during the Arctic blast, we were out of electricity and water for almost a week. So. Yeah, water management is really an important topic uh, for the Netherlands. And after Hurricane Harvey, I worked with a lot of experts, also colleagues from the embassy on this topic. For those folks who, who don't necessarily remember the hurricanes by years, what year was Hurricane Harvey? 2017. So it's been well, five, five, five years. Five years. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, when the, em- the position at the embassy became available, I thought, well, let's turn my experience into something useful. And yeah, here I am. Sounds promising. Let me ask you, you said the Netherlands Business Support Office. What is that? The Netherlands Business Support Office is an office uh, that's part of the Foreign uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs. And we are, we are, they are located in areas where there's no embassy or uh, consulate, but where there's a lot of potential. So, for instance, Texas is also an, an area where there's so much to do, so much economic uh, uh, possibilities that they have an MBSO over there, some kind of a trade office. So Okay, so they try to bring Dutch companies over to the U.S., yes. or they at least introduce the U.S. to the Dutch companies. Yeah, so we were promoting Texas okay. um, yeah, to the Netherlands. Okay. That's correct. Well, let's get back to, uh, to water management then. What is New York Water Week, and, and how is the Netherlands participating? Well, from March 22nd till March 24, uh, the UN Water Conference is taking place in New York, and this is almost 50 years after the first UN Water Conference and the Netherlands and Tajikistan are co-hosts for this conference. Uh, the goal of this conference is a, a water action agenda filled with inclusive, cross-sectoral and action-oriented commitments by stakeholders from sector, the water sector all over the world. In parallel to the UN Water Conference, uh, the New York Water Week will host multiple events to connect people on the topic of water in the New York City. And the New York Water Week is an initiative of the Kingdom of the Netherlands, so the Ministry of Infrastructure and Water Management, and the Department of Environmental Protection of New York. So that's why we are allowed to call it the New York Water Week. Uh, And this one will take place in multiple locations within the city and will start on March 18 and it will um, last till March 24. And when you look at the New York Water Week, we have uh, three central topics. It's water innovation and business, uh, youth and education, and resilient cities. So those are the topics that we're working on. And beside that, we have also have a water house. And in the water house, uh, more than 25 events will take place during the New York Water Week, all related to water and all different kind of yeah, meetings, like just business meetings, presentations, workshops. So that's going to be uh, 
yeah, very, very interesting. We have also some uh, multiple high officials that's from all over the world that will come to New York to participate once in the UN Water Conference, but also in the New York Water Week. And His Majesty the King will visit the UN Conference. He will also go to the Water House and he will participate in the high-level event uh, on uh, water innovation and business. So we're very proud of that. I can imagine his presence will bring a lot of attention to the, to yeah. the topics at hand. His Majesty will be here, but also the Minister of Infrastructure and Water Management will join and the Minister of Foreign Trade and Development will also be at the UN Conference, but also at the New York Water Week. So we're very proud of that. And we just heard this morning that also the Mayor of New York will participate. Okay, so you have a lot of people who we are... We have a lot of people. So you mentioned resilient cities. Yeah. And yeah. Is that through building walls or dams? Or yeah, that's it... very diverse. Of course, yeah. uh, walls and dams are very traditional. Nowadays, we have much more and different solutions. For instance, nature-based solutions. But resiliency is not only on water. It's on electricity. It's on infrastructure. That's a very broad topic. So, What's a nature-based one? And nature-based solutions is, is something... Um, like you were just mentioning dikes. Uh, and concrete walls, while nature-based is, is a solution where you try to get the water out with, for instance, mangroves or levees that are made of, of nature instead of... So kind of using the topography, the, the, the natural uh, low points and high points of, of the land that's already there, is that part of it? That's part of it, but also using uh, yeah, natural solutions like oysters or plants or mangroves to make sure that the water doesn't come in. Can you give me an example of how the Netherlands and the United States collaborate when it comes to water management? Yes, I can. Uh, well, the collaboration with the U.S. started in 2005 uh, when Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans. I think we all remember that. Yeah. yeah. And with our own experience in mind, the Netherlands Embassy in the U.S., reached out to the government of Louisiana to determine if he could help and offer support and also offer our expertise. And that was the start of a long-lasting collaboration. Was that the Dutch Dialogues that I hear so yeah, much about? Yeah, that was, the, Dutch di was one, the start of the Dutch Dialogues. Okay. And uh, you mentioned Dutch Dialogues. It's a way uh, how we work together with, with cities from all over the world, but mainly also cities in the United States. And we do that via, via creative design workshops, where we combine Dutch approaches to integrated water management with American expertise to address water problems in U.S. cities like flooding or uh, poor water quality or sea level rise. And some examples of those creative design workshops are Dutch Dialogues, you already mentioned it, mm -hmm. Rebuild by Design, something we did in New York, but that, also Water That was after alert. Sandy, right? Her that was after, yeah, correct. Superstorm Sandy, does that Super, work? Yeah, that's correct. Mm -hmm. but New York is an example, but we also worked together in Charleston, uh, Houston, I already mentioned it, uh, Norfolk, Miami, Tampa Bay, LA, a lot of big cities, but also for smaller communities we like to do, we like to help. And together with the American Flood Coalition and Arcadis, we made a guide. And that's really made for communities of every size, all smaller size, and it's called the Adaptation for All Guide. And there also we hope to... Yeah, help smaller communities to become more resilient. So those are, it started in 2005 and we still continue the collaboration uh, in many ways. So it's kind of taking the 800 years of water management that the Dutch have and helping other nations improve their own water management based on what the Netherlands has learned over almost a millennia. And again, we don't do it alone. We're not going to say, okay, you, like a teacher, you have to do it like this or this. No, of course no. not. No, no, We're no. doing it together with the, 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 the people from a specific 
county, uh, city, or state. I, and I can only imagine that it's not one solution for all. No. It must be different depending on, on where you are. Absolutely. Because your environment is different, that topography is going to be different. I can only imagine. What is the primary difference between the Dutch approach and the American approach to managing water? Well, the Dutch approach is really about living with water and don't fight it. And we also are very yeah, well known for how, how can we protect our country. Uh, in the Netherlands, the citizens don't worry about uh, floodings or whatever because they know the government is taking care of them. And most of them live below sea level. Is it two-thirds but yes, are that's at correct. or below sea yeah, level? Yeah, that's correct. So the Americans are very good at crisis management and they are very good in rebuilding after a disaster. And we can learn a lot from them. And I, again, I experienced myself after Hurricane Harvey. A month later, sometimes you really would look around and think, is something, did something happen? So they're very, very good at rebuilding after the disaster. And those are the teams that we can learn from each other. So uh, another example, Rijkswaterstaat mm -hmm. uh, and the Army Corps of Engineers. They also have a long-lasting collaboration to exchange knowledge and learn from each other. Mm. So... So we, in, in some regards, the Dutch say, this is how you can prevent massive floods. And the U.S. says, yeah, but if they happen, this is how you handle it. Absolutely. Is, is that the most basic way of explaining yeah, that? absolutely. Do you have one point you find yourself highlighting when talking with your American counterparts about Dutch water management? Well, I actually have two. Two. Um, and yeah, what makes me so proud over the years is that when I'm giving presentations or when I'm with a big audience, to talk about Dutch water management, the Americans are telling how great the Dutch are. And yeah, that really makes me proud. And then, yeah, I'm done. I don't have to tell anything <laughs> anymore because if the Americans say so... When someone else can sing your yeah. praises, you let them. Yeah. You don't interrupt them. So that, that's something that I think is very impressive. And again, over the years, I've noticed it at different spots that the Americans know a lot about Dutch water management and, and the, the, the big flood and, and those kind of things. So yeah, that's amazing. And another thing I would like to share is a month ago I was in the Netherlands and I went to the Maaslandkering for the very first time. That's the Maasland barrier. The Ma yeah, the Maas go ahead. I want to go ahead. And uh, I've been talking about it a lot in presentations, but I've never seen it in, in person. And I was standing there and I felt so humble. So They're huge, right? They're I mean, huge. It's, it's almost the size of the Eiffel Tower in Paris. One of the but if it's on the side, right? Because these are like floodgates that open, Yeah, right? so one gate is, is the size of an Eiffel Tower. One gate, if the Eiffel Tower was on this, wow. Did you see it work or was it just No, there? no, no, I just, okay. no, that's, okay. that only happens once or twice a year. Okay. So people really have to come to the Netherlands if they want to learn something about water management because we can tell them, but seeing is believing. Yeah, no doubt. Speaking of the Maasland, uh, I want to say this correctly, Maasland? Maaslandkering. Maaslandkering, which is Maasland barrier. Barrier, barrier. Yes. Has that ever been in, uh, deployed in a real life, not a drill, but there's the, we're, we're worried about a flood and we need to close these now just in case? Yes, it has. And, and once a year, they really uh, close it for testing. Just to make sure that it still pivots yeah. where it's supposed to pivot. Yes. Would you ever be able to go back and, and when that happens to see it happening? Well, it's going to happen in September and then I won't be there. Oh. So, it's, uh, so I really should... If I want to go, pick the date when they're going to do it. And yeah. then again, I'm invited to come over. So, It sounds like a good opportunity, too, uh, for that you could bring counterparts from the U.S. or anywhere around the country. Say, hey, this, come here. This is when it's in, in action and you can see it. Absolutely. So that's, uh, and it's also 
uh, a moment when people from all over the world are coming over to see it, especially when they're working on topics like uh, yeah, coastal protection and they want to do something similar. As an example, a lot of people from Texas have been to the Netherlands and also to see the Maasland carrier being closed. Oh, interesting. Well, I have one more question for you, one final one. It goes back to your days at, 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 in, in Houston. I understand you're a big Houston Astros fan. That's is that correct. right? Yes. I'm, I'm, been, I'm surprised. This is two weeks, two months in a row, two podcasts in a row where I've actually talked with another Dutch person about baseball, which I've loved so well. You guys usually love so- uh, football, not, not American football, but soccer, we would say. But you love baseball. Does that mean my love of the game is rubbing off on, on my colleagues here? Can I take credit for that? Or is it, is it just coincidence? I think it's a coincidence oh, because I, I, I was there before I met you. So, uh, <laughs> but there is, a, there is a similarity between the Houston Astros and Hurricane Harvey. Okay. Because they won the World Series after Hurricane Harvey. And it always felt like they did it for the city. So it really helped lift up the city after that disaster. It's interesting you say that because that's not what I remember that World Series for. No, but we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you again, Saskia, for joining me for this episode of Five Frachen. Though I I think I asked a few more than five questions again. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Please tell us what you think in the comments below and be sure to click on the subscribe button and turn on notifications so you don't miss our next episode or the other videos we post on our YouTube channel. I'll be back behind the microphone next month with another member of the Dutch Diplomatic Network in the United States. Until then, you can keep up with our work on any of our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Just search for NL in the USA, and you can stay up to date on how the United States and the Netherlands have a partnership that works.